0: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action.
1: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. I am your host, Ralph Marlborough. And we're trying to get over the Saints. Oh, and to start and to help us do it, we're Joined as always by Kevin Hell from the King Drop the Drops the Ball and our fearless leader, Vice President, Chairman King of Canal Street Chronicles, Dave Cariello. Um Dave, I'm gonna start with you, and before we get to the Saints and the Chiefs and all the bad stuff, I want to get to Jonathan Vilma. Um and you know, his his case with the NFL took another step. Apparently Greg Williams signed the affidavit uh about you know saying that that Jonathan Vilma did you know offer ten thousand dollars before the NFC Championship he signed it apparently on Friday, so if you could Dave could you maybe take a guess or do a reenactment of what exactly Roger Goodell said to Greg Williams to get him to sign that affidavit throwing Jonathan Vilma under the bus? <laughs> I don't
1: know what the hell he said to him, but I mean he obviously went back to Greg and said look, we need you to put all the things that you told us, we need you to put it in writing uh, so that we can s- submit it as evidence now that we're getting this sort of do-over um, <laughs> following this appeals process, um, which is why that they've got something signed on Friday because um, I, it, see it, it, from, it appears that they didn't really do their 100% due diligence Originally, and they didn't do these things like have a signed affidavit by Greg Williams. They just sort of, you know, I guess sat down informally and discussed what happened and just said, okay, yeah, we have evidence Greg Williams told us this, but never actually, you know, legally got anything yeah. down. That's what it sounds like happened, um, which is a little disappointing uh, and a little frustrating and, and a little angering, I think, for a lot of people just because it seems like... Uh, I mean, this this whole time, the NFL has gotten this um, this persona that, well, from Saints fans, the NFL has gotten this persona that they're just you know they're just pulling this stuff out of their ass. And uh, I mean, it, it now it's kind of looking like that might be more accurate than <laughs> you know, and and not just not just a clever saying. But uh, I mean, it doesn't mean that that it doesn't mean that what Greg Williams is saying isn't true, and it doesn't mean that they that they don't have evidence or don't have proof um, it just means it looks like they were a little sloppy with how they originally handled it. Um, but um, and then of course they have the Mike Cerullo affidavit as well um, and then now there are reports that there are discrepancies between these two um, but I know the NFL came out and said that you know Mike Cerulo's statements are all accurate and uh, he should be you know Uh, viewed as, they don't use the word hero, but they're basically trying to say, like, he's a good guy for doing this and for, you know, protecting these people and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, I, again, I think the end result of this whole thing is probably just going to be the same thing. Uh, It's probably just going to, nothing's really going to change. Maybe, just maybe, Jonathan Vilma might get his suspension reduced. But other than that, I think it's going to be the same thing.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Kevin, it's interesting, you know, Dave brought it up about what the NFL has and, and, you know, why they haven't shown this. The thing about Cirillo is, I mean, Kevin, how just fucking – the Saints must have done something to him to piss him off royally because basically the way the NFL is being such a closed community – I can't think he's ever getting a job and ever going to be a coordinator or an assistant coach or any dreams that he had of making his way through up through the NFL chain is gone. So that's what I Greg find Indian? most – No, Greg Cirillo.
0: Oh, Mike Cirillo. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, Mike Cirillo. Yeah, so, I mean, the Saints must have done him – I mean, they must have done something royally to him – to make him sort of turn on them. And, I, you know, n- not to get into the, you know, nobody likes a snitch thing. But, I mean, it's not like the NFL almost isn't like real life. I mean, he basically, I would say there's a good chance that he's going to be blackballed. So he must have felt it was worth it to sort of turn on the Saints. Um, so, but what's your what's your opinion of where this, I mean, where is this going to go? During the year well, for Vilma, I, you think?
0: Well, actually, I'm just. Let me hang on. I want to make sure I'm. I'm looking at this right. i I want to make sure I'm reading this tweet correct here. I okay. All right, I got that. All right, okay. I've got. I've got some confirmed information. Mike Cerullo and Sean Pamphlon are going to start doing podcasts together
1: <laughs> because
0: they are the only two motherfuckers who can hang out with each other now. Because they are fucking blackballed and dead to the rest of the world in the NFL. And fucked as far as the rest of the world in general. So, they're fucking done. Uh, it, you know, he obviously... I mean, look, the, the Saints probably... Fuck, it's, fuck, I, I don't know how bad the Saints had to have quote, unquote, done him. I mean, they could have just fucking fired him.
2: Yeah. But, and, I mean, but, the thing is, I mean, Kevin...
0: Viable or not, they probably fucking fired him. He wanted to get back at him. This is the way to do yeah. it, or his way of doing it. So, you know, yeah. whatever. So you Just take him. Don't, don't, so
1: do you take him one hundred percent. You take him one hundred percent at his word. You don't. You don't think the fact that he wants to get back at the Saints. You don't think that, that 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 gives him a motive to possibly, you know, embellish the truth.
0: Oh no no no! I'm not saying that at all. I'm listen. Somebody is fucking lying through their fucking teeth here. Somebody. Somebody's lying through their fucking teeth. Cerullo's, some of Cerullo's stuff contradicts stuff that Greg Williams said. Greg, you know, Vilma is saying stuff that is completely different from from what these guys are saying. And yet both those guys are still saying that Vilma knew of certain things and so on and so forth. I'm sure there's some truth. I'm sure there's some kind of truth out there, in the middle somewhere, that says that that simply says they were doing a pay-for-performance thing, that that league officials want to keep calling bounty gate, that Vilma was a big part of, that Greg Williams was certainly encouraging of, and that Sean Payton knew but wasn't going to put the kibosh on it because he thought what what fucking harm's going to come of it. And now it's blown up into this whole thing, and then the league suddenly comes up to Greg Williams with a, with, with something saying, listen, you were cooperative, so that's fine, but here's what we need you to do for us now, and, you know, I don't necessarily think that, I, I don't want to think that they necessarily had a gun to his head and were like, you know, like, like Ralph was joking earlier before we went on the air, you know, sign the fucking paper, sign the fucking paper, or, or even saying, you know, hey, if you sign this, we'll, uh, we'll, Remove your suspension after the year. Although shit, if they if the NFL does remove the suspension after the year, you better fucking believe the the tin foil hatters are coming out there. Well, and well, you know they, and they'll have a point. Well, I- achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking what's your secret.
1: Just go to indeed.com/slash/match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com/slash/match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: I don't
2: fucking point on that. I have a I have a guy who emails me, and he's definitely not a, a tinfoil hat guy. And I, I ask him a, a lot of the loyal He's a lawyer, and he's got he's got a really he's a really good person to, t- to bounce stuff off of as far as the Vilma thing. And he brought up an interesting point in an email to me today, guys. He said, you know, Greg Williams and all this bounty stuff, the one person that's never been mentioned at all is Greg Williams's son. You know, he's been on the Saints staff for three years. He's gone to the Rams. Uh, you know, are you telling me that he's not connected and know, has known what his dad's been doing? And his point was maybe that's what the NFL said. They said, look... Greg, give us what we want and we'll leave your kid out of it. You know? Ooh,
0: that's a good one. You know that is a good one.
2: And I mean I, I I you know, I did you know, it's one of the things his son was, you know, not his son wasn't a position coach or anything, but his son wants to get into the NFL. And, you know, parents have done a lot more for the, for kids in, in in the history of the world, so that to me seems like a very plausible thing where they say, Look, Greg do this, and we'll keep away from your son. And he just and he just does it. And sure, did he did he throw Vilma under the bus? Maybe so, but you know, family is family. Jonathan Vilma ain't ain't Greg Williams's family, you know. So it was it was an interesting theory by uh by one of my uh one of my emailers. Uh, was very interesting. Yeah, I uh, let me uh let me let me uh let me pull it up and uh, and uh, try, try to try uh, to try to find his name but uh actually I, my email's being really slow but dave let's get to the um let's get to the Kansas City game um and i'll just say f- my instinct my, my head tells me that um the saints should win this game Kansas City as kevin says is just beyond a dumpster fire they're getting rolled their defense is worse than the Saints. The Saints are playing at home. The Saints should have their way with them, and they should win by 7 to 10 points and get to 1 and 2 and start to right the ship. But my gut tells me the Saints have further to go as far as sinking. Um, as this, as you go to this game, Dave, how do you think the crowd is going to be for this game?
1: Uh, I think they're going to be tempered. You know, I don't think it's going to be too wild. I mean, first of all, this is an AFC game, and it's the Chiefs. It's not a regular, you know, normal opponent. And I I just I, I, think that that it's going to be more quiet than it should be. Uh, as far as the crowd's concerned, I think they're going to be a little hesitant, a little nervous, and... I think if the Saints come away with a, a win on Sunday, I, I think after the game, I think everybody will kind of breathe a sigh of relief. I think Saints fans everywhere are going to feel that way. Uh, I think we need to get that first win under our belt and remember what it feels like and and go from there. But uh, and I agree with you, Ralph. I think it should, it ought to be it ought to be a no-brain ought to be Saints
2: by a lot. Well, it should it should be, but. Kevin, you know we we went over the the, the sort of the, the defense ad nauseum in the uh, in the post game, and uh, Andrew Juge broke it down on film. If you for everyone who didn't catch the podcast, catch it. He was really he was really good in that podcast. Um, you're Steve Spagnola, Kevin. You get to be Steve Spagnola. All right. Are you making wholesale changes on this defensive line yet, or are you are you sticking with your guys? Or are you gonna? Are you playing Junior Galat more? Are you playing Martez Wilson? Are you starting to just throw up your hands and shuffle the deck around? Are you? Are you still saying no? We're gonna stick with it for this time. We're sticking with you know the guys that have played the first couple weeks.
0: Uh, I'm definitely. I'm giving. I'm giving the starters uh, the first pass. I'm, I'm giving them all the first. I'm giving the regular lineup or whatever the fuck it is. First half, and I'm saying, listen, if if we start getting rolled by by, uh, by Matt Castle, uh, <laughs> God, it's time Jesus. it's time to start it's time to start fucking experimenting, and and I ain't talking and I ain't we talking good kind of college experimenting. It's going to be
2: like two pretty girls in college, just,
0: kiss me, man. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, there's going to be there's mm-hmm. going to be no eyes closing and, and no and no licking of lips. It's going to be. Uncomfortable, terrifying. <laughs> Somebody get me the uh, the plastic goggles because I'm starting to mix shit together and I have no idea what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, that's that's a pleasant thought, Kevin. It's a pleasant thought.
0: And, and that's, well, that's what you pay me for.
2: It is. That's what I pay you for. It is. It is true. Uh, we, get you, we get what we pay for. We do. You know the people they pay. They you know what do you want? You want if they want if they wanted professional quality podcast. Um, they'd go somewhere else, but they don't, because they know we're the best. Uh, That's right. They, Dave, uh, yeah,
0: I'm
2: going the rest of in the podcast in this voice. <laughs> nice. <that> uh, <laughs> um, I, I, think Corey White. I like yeah. the kid, and he's playing a lot. He didn't He's, he's. He's not supposed to be. I think he was supposed to get a red shirt year, but it just didn't work out that way.
1: <laughs> no, we needed a stat.
2: We, um, but put <laughs> your ass in there, boy. But I, I think Dave, he's about a half from getting the Jason David Memorial Belt. No,
1: he kind of. I, I said it. I think I tweeted it or whatever. He, he kind of reminds me of Tracy Porter. Like he shows. I mean, I mean Tracy Porter in his first year. Uh, because there were a few times where Tracy Porter just got burned or was out of position, and then there were times where he made, like, some really awesome plays, uh, and he would show these flashes. And I feel like like Corey White's kind of that way. I, I see a lot of bright spots, and I hate to use the term, you know, I see a lot of upside, Um, you know, but that also comes with mistakes. So it's a well, I I inconsistent. But I, I, think, he, I think he's going to be good. I, I like him.
2: I like well, him. to be fair, though, Dave, I mean, it's a long time ago, but Tracy Porter – in 2007, I believe it was, when the Saints went to Denver, maybe – no, 2008, uh, Tracy Porter got just burned to the ground in a fashion that was painful to watch by Brandon Marshall. Um yeah. So we might be a little bit of that, but um, is there – is there – you know, you just mentioned you see you see signs with Corey White. Is there anything else in this godforsaken secondary that you see that you can say, Ralph, Kevin, I think it's going to be not necessarily okay, but it's going to get better? Uh, no, I
1: don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean – I just, I think that they can all play better. I mean, they just, they don't, they just never seem to get over that. I mean, I just feel like they're talented guys, but they just never get over that, that hump, that final, you know, Malcolm Jenkins. We've been waiting for him to, to get into that fifth gear and become, you know, that great player that he's supposed to be, the first round pick. Never happens, you know. Roman Harper, we keep waiting for him to finally be able to cover tight ends. Doesn't happen. Uh, you know, I mean, Patrick Robinson, Uh, you know, we keep, waiting for him to like be this shutdown man on man kind of guy that we've been waiting, which by the way, now he's in a zone scheme. So that kind of, you know, (laughs) that kind of screws things up. Uh, and then, and then with all of them, we're waiting for them to catch a fucking interception. So, I mean, with with that, with the whole thing, it's just like we just constantly waiting and waiting for that next level to happen. And it never really happened. So, I mean, it's there, the possibilities are there. Um, and I, I think the, what they really need
2: to do is just kind of gel. They, you know, they need to gel. They're not jelly. Kevin, if I said, I'm gelling like a, I'm gelling like a felon. Kevin, if I said to you, uh, Roman Harper's never going to learn to cover a tight end. And Malcolm Jenkins peaked on Thanksgiving day, 2010. Um, would you call me crazy?
0: Uh, I would I would hand you my number and say call me maybe. <laughs> um, I I, I mean I uh, because when you just said that my fucking life flashed before my eyes as a Saints fan, and it was just like oh dear God oh dear God you might be right <laughs> and it, it was just it was it was very terrible what what, what had occurred I I I don't yeah I, I don't know I just I really. I spaced out there for a second. After we Every- said that, it was just I I I don't know. Um Yeah, so please please skip me. Please. I I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of trying not to think about that now and I can't help but think about that. And if, if it is if it is then then the defense is really really fucked. <laughs> I mean, Roman listen. I I don't I don't know what to say about Roman Harper in, in his defense, in a sense. But we always liked Roman Harper when he was getting up on the line and going after the quarterback. I mean, because that's what he can do. That's what he can do. He's he's a guy in the secondary who can just run hog wild at the quarterback and get him out of the pocket or hit him, and that's it. I mean, he's not supposed to be. Going in one-on-one coverage, especially against the tight end. Ever? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And, and now you're reminding me of last year's unpleasantness. So, quit doing this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Let's talk about something a little bit more pleasant. The offense. Um, it hadn't been yeah. two th- 2011. It, a bit. it hadn't been 2011 levels of kick-ass, but it's been pretty good. I mean, 33 and 27. I missed from- that offense. I miss it. Well, I think every every everybody misses that offense. Um, how, how important is it that this offense get off to another good start at home? Is is how I asked you about the crowd before, but I, I just I get the sense that this offense it needs to have one of those really great halves where it scores, you know, 20 points or something. That it's, con- that it's confidence, they came out firing in Carolina and they looked really confident. But their confidence to me seemed to wane as the game went on. Um, how, impo- how imperative is it that this offense, if we don't see it get its mojo back this week, Dave, that it's just not going to happen? That 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 we're not going to see the 2011 offense at all if if we don't. Uh, Yeah,
1: no, that's a good question. I I mean, first of all, to answer your original question, yes, it's absolutely 100% important. I think that the Saints come out of the gate uh, swinging uh, early in the game on Sunday, and uh, you know. Yeah, this could be sort of a defining game. It's like, okay, you lost the first two. You know, you lost to RG3 and Cam Newton. Those are two young, dynamic quarterbacks. Maybe you weren't prepared for that. Maybe you weren't ready. Here's the Kansas City. Here's Matt Castle. Here's a completely different team. Very low key. Uh, the game should be a little slower for the Saints. Uh, and you know, you're at home. Uh, go to town. You know, I I, I really think that I'll. I'll It'll be important, I think, to answer the second part of your question. I think it would be for for everybody to feel more comfortable about the rest of the season after this 0-2 start. I think the way in which the Saints handle themselves against Kansas City could be a very telling factor. I mean, personally, I think we would all like to see them make Kansas City their, you know, whipping mm-hmm. boy and just beat the ever-loving, you know, go all Indianapolis Colts like last year on them, you know, put up like 62 mm-hmm. points. Uh, I mean, if we saw something like that, then I'd say, okay, wow. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hope for next season. But, I mean, even if they get a win, it's still, you know, I don't want to ramble here, but, I mean, <laughs> r- really, I would say it is a defining game because if if they lose to a team like Kansas City, then I think you got to say, okay, there's something wrong with this team, and either they're not built well or they're not playing together and there's no chemistry uh, or they're not motivated enough, or they're missing Sean Payton, but something is wrong because you know this team would have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs uh, any of the last three or four years anytime they had faced them. So, I
2: think Kevin yeah. said it best. I, I
1: think it's a good barometer.
2: I think, Kevin, it up, a good barometer yeah. I think Kevin, you said it best in the podcast, and you can take it away. If they lose to Kansas City, uh, what needs to have to happen?
0: You can. You can get the fucking toe tag okay. and you can declare it DOA because, let me tell you something, if I'm going to get my fucking David Caruso dark shades and we're going to open the show with a giant fucking CSI joke and we're going to cue the fucking who and scream yeah because that's about the only joy we're going to get in Mudville that day, okay? Because you fucking lose to Kansas City. You do. I mean, you know, you lose for AAA team. You fucking are
2: AAA. (laughs) You lose to AAA. You are AAA. I think you couldn't. I couldn't have said it better. Uh, Kevin, the offensive line is 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 it's struggling, and everybody said, oh, it's it's call Nick's missing. You know. And they shouldn't have let him go. They should have done whatever to keep him. How much of it do you think is Carl Nicks being gone? Or how much of it is the Saints never having a lead in the second half? What do you think is the main sort of issue with the offensive line?
0: Uh, I mean, I think some of that's got to go back to what Dave was saying about gelling. I mean, maybe they haven't gelled enough. I mean, I don't know, you know probably a little bit of everything. The gelling thing, the they're not playing with a lead, so they're just... They're, I, I want to <laughs> say maybe it's like they got to pass more, but this past week they, they were running it more. And they finally, you know, it's like they were still in the game, but they were just getting beat like fucking mules and getting Drew Brees uh, banged up. So, I I mean... I, I I I don't know how old these guys are. So I mean, is it possible that that maybe the game's fucking beginning to slip from them? I don't know. All I, don't right, know. T- I mean, and you know, what, and that kind of goes back again. That kind of goes back to what I said during the post game on Sunday: is that Cromer has to go to these guys again. The guys that that are under the position that he was the coach for before all this bullshit started. He's been the O line coach, so he has to go to them to a man and just say, what fucking gives? What, what, do, you, what do you have to fucking do, or what do you need to get back to, the, to, to playing competently? Because I'm not seeing it.
2: All right, Dave, we're going to play. We, we, we have a, a segment that we don't do every week, but we do it some weeks. And this week, I have a segment. We, we, we call it Game Time. Uh, where I ask, uh, provocative questions and one of you gives the answer. Last time, Kevin played Senator or Washington Skins running back. Uh, this week, Dave, do you want to play game time?
1: Oh, yeah, let's do
2: it. Alright. My f- game time is involving Joe Morgan. And it's going to be what's going to happen first is, <laughs> is Kevin going to pick out a Halloween costume or is Joe Morgan going to catch three passes in a game first?
1: Um, I'm going to go with <laughs> I'm going to go with Joe Morgan's going to catch three catches in a game because I'm hoping that, again, the Saints really beat up on the Chiefs and they wind up giving Morgan a lot of playing time towards the end of the game.
2: <laughs> What's going to happen first? Tulane is going to win a game, or Joe Morgan is going to drop a perfectly thrown 75 yard bomb from Drew Brees? <laughs>
1: um, what will happen first? Uh, Joe Morgan will definitely drop a bomb before, I hate to say it, but before Tulane wins a football game, because Tulane's got Old Miss on Saturday, so that's a loss. So the first chance they could win would be two weeks from now, and there's no way Joe Morgan's going to go two weeks without dropping a bomb from. From
2: Bob Toledo should be put sent to jail yeah. for crime against humanity that he did to the Tulane football program.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we're you know we're still making a fort.
2: Yeah, all right. Um, and my final question, uh, Kevin, you can take this one. What's going to happen first? Joe Morgan is going to sell you insurance, or you're going to vote for president of the United States.
0: I think I'm going to vote. I think I'm going to vote. And before we wrap the game up, let me just say that Dave's, Dave's first answer was incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I have already decided what I'm going to do for Halloween.
1: You have to go buy the costume now. Yeah.
0: The uh, costume, uh, okay. Uh, fair enough. But, but we're, and now
1: we're making fun of Joe Morgan, but I do want to say that he's doing a raffle and the proceeds are going to Devon Walker, so he is a good guy.
0: Well, there we go. So he's got that going for him. Yeah, he does. Oh, well, I like Joe Morgan. It would
2: it would be fun if he could catch bombs because he's kind of fun on Twitter and he's a oh, good guy. We're rooting for him. It'd be fun if he could turn into like Robert Meacham. It would be it would be good. it'd be big fun as Wang would yeah, like. I, it'd be big. Yeah, fun. I, mean, I you know, I don't
1: think anybody wants to see him fail. I mean, we all want to see him succeed, but it's just tough to watch.
2: Yeah. Um. All right. Atlanta won last night. Um,
0: oh, man. Yeah, yeah, were, yeah um, don't remind me.
2: Um, They're two games ahead of the Saints, and we'll get to um, how perilous the Saints' chance of winning the South are in a second. But um, I think I mentioned this on, the, on the, the post-game show with Kevin, but Dave, I have a deep, deep fear that these scab-fucking-refs are going <laughs> to are going to cost the team a game in such a hideous manner that we're going to talk about it not for weeks, but for, like, years. Like, it'll be like, Kansas City got a seventh down. You believe that shit? And (laughs) I just don't want that to happen to the Saints. I want it to happen to Atlanta or anybody else, just not the Saints. Um. Am I am I am I am I right to have that fear, or am I overblowing it?
1: No, I mean it's pretty bad. Uh, I mean it's bad out there, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and I mean everybody keeps pointing it out too. I mean they're going to stay in the spotlight, you know, um, until they get the hang of it, I guess. But um, just just from a, a fan standpoint, I, I really do wish that they'd get these referees, the regular referees, back because uh, it does take a little bit of the enjoyment out of it um to have to deal with all this garbage really um and and like you said i mean one day it could come and and bite the saints in the ass i mean it hasn't really affected greatly it hasn't been something game changing in any games yet but i mean the way it's going it's going to happen and i think at that point maybe it'll finally be time that everybody takes a good hard look at it and I don't know they wind up paying these guys, or these guys finally just give in. I feel like
2: the n f l's got them by the balls right now, Kevin, your thoughts on the scab referees
0: let me tell you something fucking Steve Young absolutely nailed he did nailed it nailed he had a it,
2: historical kevin. reference. go to YouTube kids yes, or go to Google and find it. It was a beautiful historical reference, but keep going kevin I
0: mean, just let me tell you it's a good fucking thing. He's already in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) That's how fucking great this rant was. And for the fact that it was a guy on ESPN, a paid talking head on ESPN, who actually had the balls and the stones to say this, to go on a rant and to not be interrupted by Trent Dilfer or Stuart fucking Scott or uh, Bill Polian, to not be interrupted, to just mercilessly hammer the NFL by simply saying, you know what? The NFL doesn't care. You know why? Because we're still going to go keep seeing the games. We're still going to keep buying the merchandise. So they're not going to care. They will not care. And, and, and you know, we can all complain about it. We can all bitch. And you know, we're going to do that. We're going to bitch all 16 weeks if the officials are, are playing all, are here for all 16 games. We'll keep bitching. Roger Goodell won't give a shit. If they go sell, We'll fucking fiddle while Rome burns, and that's not the, that's not the historical analogy. I thought I'd throw one of my own on there. But Steve Young's absolutely right. Steve Young's totally right. They, they can have a fucking, look, the sad thing is, working on a news site like I do, you post a story like this, and of course, it being a comment section on the internet, every asshole with an opinion comes running out there, And, of course, most of them are, well, if these thuggy, if these thuggish players would learn how to, you know, police themselves and play by the rules instead of trying to name each other uh, in between plays, you know, maybe the uh, replacement referees could do their job. No. You know what the fucking scab referee's job's supposed to do? To make sure that these guys don't fucking do that shit and they're not doing it. The players are simply, they're taking care of shit because they know the referees aren't. Well, they here's the referees. They're going to try and get away with whatever the fuck they can, because well, the referees are incompetent. Well, here's they don't respect the authority of the they don't respect the authority of the referees, and eventually, it's it's going to. You're absolutely right. It's going to fucking cost the team. The best thing. the honestly, the sad thing is what we as fans have to keep rooting for is for shit like this to occur in prime time, in prime time. For all the primetime games to be marred by gross <laughs> negligence.
2: Dave, go ahead.
0: Well, I mean, I was
1: going to say, I mean, I think Kevin's got a point. I think that all the players now are going to try to get away with as much as possible. And I think maybe coaches are even telling them, hey, you know, play a little more fast and a little more loose. Uh, because, I had read this somewhere, that because the, rec- the scab referees are not going to throw a flag for every single infraction. Uh, because if they do that, you're looking at like 60 flags a game, and uh, you know, or 50 flags a game, and it's going to slow down the game, and then everybody's going to be talking about them. Everybody's yeah. going to be talking about the referees, and and right now, the motivation of these NFL referees is don't get talked about. Just yeah, have and, to and, do and your Dave, job, that, get it done, and don't say anything.
2: That's a you know, really, that's a really, a that's a really good point And I was thinking, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it brought back up something that I wanted to touch on, and that's with the Saints secondary. Of yeah, they're sucking, but you know what? Get physical with them. Play corner like it's 1987, and like you say, dare these referees to call illegal contact, which I haven't seen called yet. So m- go ahead, mug a receiver or two, and and if they and if they start throwing flags, just stop doing it. But if if they're gonna let you get away with it, do it. And you know, Kevin, you are safe fans. Oh, Mr. the referees are state fans. Oh, we didn't even get into that. Um, but they, Kevin, you brought up a good point and you can go off on the, on the Saints fan referee if you want. Um, but you know, it could be a moment where it might not be a, 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 a horribly blown call that would push Roger Goodell to get this done. You know, what could maybe push him to get it done, Kevin is that Washington St. Louis game was really, really fucking borderline out of control if they would have a melee football fight in one of these games, that might bring the Raj to get it done.
0: Here's something else that might bring the Raj to get it done. Because that Rams Redskins game took a long fucking time to play. <laughs>
2: it did. We,
0: and, and the primetime game last night took a long time. It just to
2: ended. Play. It, it just ended.
0: Right. So, <laughs> the, again, again. What I keep saying, we have to root for because guess what? We're gonna keep watching and we're gonna keep fucking buying the merchandise or all that kind of horseshit because guess what? The game is fucking ingrained in 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 our being. It's ingrained in our being, and you know, I'm 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 not here to fucking break out the, uh, the, the, the 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 flog and and pretend I'm one of those uh, French Huguenots and start flogging myself for loving the game because I'm not about to fucking do that. But shame on the people running it for making it be this shitty. I'm still going to watch it. Um, <laughs> where the fuck am I going here? I've I've completely lost. I've lost sight. I can't see the road. I mean, what what, what what's going on? Here?
2: You're in the ditch. Well,
0: no no, 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 no. I'm, I'm serious. Like what what did you just ask me? What did you just ask me? Um, I lose my mind. I'm developing Alzheimer's here.
2: We. I was thinking that it would take a horribly, horribly blown call,
0: right, to get so the it, get the Raj
2: to settle. But maybe it could mind, be a brawl. No, never
0: mind, never mind the blown call. It's gonna take serious fucking violence on the field, like a like like team brawls, guys like ripping at each other's helmets and shit. The referees being unable to break it up or unable to separate it, and a game taking like four and a half hours. That's what we need to be rooting for primetime games to all last four hours long to have either a ton of penalties or situations where the referees keep having the fucking huddle, keep having to debate things, keep having to argue with the coaches and try to explain things that they aren't fully fucking capable of explaining. We need... I mean, we need Bedlam.
1: Bedlam. We need
0: fucking Bedlam. We need... We basically... What we basically need is and, and I, I, I don't know how this term popped in my head we need war traffic. We need and basically war traffic simply put is you take out X number of bridges or roads going to one area and you force everything to go to that one area in order to get through to one way or another. you get fucking congestion you get chaos you get Bedlam, you get Madness, and that's what we fucking need here. We need games to go on in excruciatingly long time. We need teams to keep getting – to, to get a fourth timeout or an extra down. We need fucking placements. We, we need ball placements to be yards off, not not a foot off, but yards off. We need challenges to, to, be, to be accepted without, when they really shouldn't be getting accepted. We need...
2: You need, sh- to need, to need we need Robbie Smith to have seven challenges in a game.
0: The pa- exactly. We need that kind of shit. We need roughing the passer not getting called. We need roughing the passer getting called when it shouldn't. We need bogus pass interference, bogus first downs being given all across the board. All of it. It's got to be a giant, like like, like Soundbite said in the in the post game show on Sunday. It's got to be a shit fucking sandwich from the referees. <laughs>
2: Kevin, Kevin, I've got Raj it. Even I've, I've got it. I've got it. They have to have a blown call and a and, and a and the players riot in Philadelphia, then the fans riot. And it's the lead on the national news on Monday. That's what has to happen. Go. That's what has to happen with the know. Raj to settle it. They need to burn no, even, the no, link no, to the ground.
0: No, no, no. Even better. <laughs> even better. Even better than Philadelphia. It's got to happen with the Jets.
2: Oh, yes.
0: In in New York. Now, yeah, they fucking play in the Meadowlands in New Jersey, but whatever. It's got to happen in New York. In the headquarters of the fucking league, where where clearly all the main news, all the main news media is headquartered on the Eastern Seaboard in New York City, in a prime time game with preferably the Jets, but I accept if it was the fucking Giants, I'd prefer the Jets because those hooligans (laughs) would rampage. They would absolutely fucking. <laughs> and Tim Tebow
2: would cry. It would be just lovely, lovely. All right, um, Dave. Let's get to the game. Give me a prediction. And what are we going to be talking about in the post game?
1: Um, my prediction is like I've been saying all all night here, uh, all day, whatever. It's going to be a steamrolling. Saints are gonna put up forty plus points and defense is gonna shut it down to seventeen or less.
2: Ooh. Yeah, you like that, huh? I like that a lot, Kevin. Yeah.
0: I, I admire I admire your courage.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I I do not possess said level of courage. I I I tweeted uh before and I agreed with uh actually yeah, I tweeted yesterday that the nine and a half uh point spread that the Chiefs were getting uh is an absolute suckers bet, and I mean that in a good way. So I would definitely be taking the Chiefs in the nine and a half. So I think the Saints are gonna win uh by a touchdown and I am going to say uh thirty four to twenty seven. And and you know what I'm gonna say and you know what? I'll 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 here's here's the thing that I'll say that'll that that'll really throw you. The Saints are going to throw the ball a ridiculously high amount. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to completely fucking abandon the run. They're going to throw the ball like mad. It's going to work. All the morons that, 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 that don't know any better are going to email Ralph and tell him, "Steve, see, see, fuck you, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And it'll be happy times in, uh, in Gumbo Town <laughs> for, for a week.
2: Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the Doctor of Doom. I'm gonna say Chiefs thirty-one, Saints twenty-eight. Uh, Romeo oh, Romeo Cornell is gonna have. He's gonna get like six challenges. The Chiefs are gonna get a fifth down, and the horrible, horrible officiating that's gonna cost the team. It's gonna to happen to the Saints. I feel it in my bones. And it's gonna be this Sunday. And it's gonna be fucking terrible. And Kevin might have to podcast because I'll be dead of alcohol poisoning. That's what's gonna happen.
0: Nice. Wow. <laughs> Don't leave. You better not leave. Fucking leave me to run that show. If that
2: happens. <laughs> 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 You've done it before. Listen. Alright. For Kevin. For Dave. I'm Ralph Marlborough. You'll hope my prediction doesn't come true. We'll see you Sunday at 5 o'clock. Until then, be well.
0: We love you, Steve Sable.